What's up, y'all? So in this podcast, I'm going to go over some finishing notes for Pluto and Aquarius. Who else I got here? Saturn and Pisces. Neptune and Aries. And Uranus and Gemini. So (laughs) I did not delve too deep into... Um, Uranus and Gemini, Neptune and Aries, and and who else I got? Saturn and Pisces. Because the last time I was up late and being nosy in America's transiting chart concerning Pluto and Saturn, my little stomach was in knots. And I was eating all of my Oreo cookies. And I was trying to figure out how come I didn't get to the end of the pack? <laughs> that, that little pack had a lot of cookies in it. Then I discovered there was one more row in the back. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want my stomach and knots again. I'm out of Oreo cookies. But I do have like some Twix bars and... Some oatmeal cookies, but I'm not going to eat that. Not now. That's for when I'm sitting and um, <laughs> watching Netflix with my Bougetto charcuterie boy. So Bougetto, for those I don't know, is ghetto and bougie at the same time. Now I'm going to explain real brief. My Bougetto charcuterie board. (laughs) So on my Bougetto charcuterie board, in the supermarket they have a bowl of mixed fruit that's already cut up and sliced and diced and all that good stuff. So I have a little bit of that on my Bougetto charcuterie board. A couple of Ritz crackers, not the fancy pants water cookies, um, um, excuse me, water crackers and all those fancy-ass crackers that you find in a charcuterie board section. No, I wasn't paying $8 for some crackers that I wouldn't like, but I knew that I would like Ritz crackers. So, <laughs> I got me some of those crackers. I got myself um, a polio string cheese. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I got some honey glazed turkey. It was by Boar's Head. Something turkey. And I took that turkey and wrapped it around that polio string cheese. I sure did. Listen, my little Bougetto charcuterie board was pleasing to me. Now, if y'all remember my last experience with the charcuterie board, my God, I didn't want that experience again. So I decided that I'm going to stick with things that I know will agree with my body. Mm-mm-mm. I was looking at the caviar. You know, they got the little thing for $50, $60. And I thought to myself, if I don't like it, I'm going to be upset. So I decided not to try it. I've never had caviar before. 
I don't think that's something that will agree with my belly. So I'm not going to bother. I bought some shit from a supermarket. I don't know what it was, y'all. It was in the uh, vegetable section. It's like, it looked like a little pumpkin, but it was green. I don't know what it was. So I thought to myself, well, I could always put it in the oven and bake it. You can't go wrong when you put things in the oven and bake it. So I put that bad boy in the oven. I washed her right on off and put her in the oven to bake. It took like two and a half hours for it to bake. And I think I had the stove on like 425. So, oh my God, y'all. It took forever. So I pull it out. I cut it open. It had a shitload of seeds in it. I wish that I owned some land because I would have planted those seeds. Uh, And I could have used those to barter, you know, with other people. So I took a little um, fork and said, well, let me try some of this little stuff, little meat. And I didn't like that shit at all. I don't think that there was anything that I could do to it. No matter how much razzle-dazzle, spizzle-spazzle, seasoning and flavor that I would have put on that thing that I would have liked. It wouldn't have made it no better. I, I could have tried to turn it into a soup, and I still wouldn't have liked it. So, after that little escapade, I said, you know what? I'm I'm too old for this shit. I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like. And I'm just going to leave it like that because experimenting with all these different things, I'm, I, I'm too old. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Can't do it. Does It does not agree with me. Some cheeses that I had got from the first time I tried my charcuterie board, I like to have died. Oh my god. And I still have the um the brie. I think I got like another month to try it. I'm scared, y'all. I'm scared. But the one that had the um hibiscus in it, now that cheese I did like. It was too sweet for me. Too 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 sugary for me, but I did like that one. I would recommend it, especially for those who have a sweet tooth. They like all that sugar. You, if you like Sour Patch Kids and this kind of thing, uh, Starburst, Charms Lollipop, that would be, you would like that cheese with the hibiscus. It was too much for beet gel. Mm-mm. So, I had a stupid situation happen. And when, when I tell you what it is, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. I had a stupid situation happen, but I learned a very a valuable lesson in a situation. So, here's the situation. I'm minding my own business, right? And I'm watching TV. And I'm thinking about whether I'm going to cook my purple cabbage to go with my corned beef and rice, or am I just gonna get the white corn and have that with my corned beef and rice, jasmine rice, right? 
So I'm looking at the TV, my phone ring, I answer it. It's my god sister. And I'm like, hey girl, what's going on? What you got going on over there? So she asked me what I was doing. So I said, well, I'm sitting here debating if I'm going to do the white corn or the cabbage um, with my dinner and partially looking at divorce court. All of a sudden, she sucks her teeth. Grown-ass damn woman sucking her teeth. So I said, you got something stuck in your tooth. You got a gap in your tooth. Something you need a toothpick. Why are you sucking your teeth? But here's the thing, y'all. She's a married woman with two children. And when I said divorce court, for some odd damn reason, she automatically applied that to herself. Oh, excuse me. Because she's a married woman. Now, the thing with people that apply things to themselves that don't have anything to do with them is that that right there, that type of a response, lets you know that the person has low self-esteem. And they need to get with their identity and who they are. They need to figure that out. So it was a dumbass situation. It was stupid. I got off of the phone with her. Needless to say, I told him, I'll get my pot because I don't want things to burn. I hadn't even started cooking. I was watching the damn TV. Now, what I watch on my TV in the comfort of my own home is my damn business. It didn't have anything to do with her. So I said to myself, you know, I'm I'm at a place in my life where if I have to teach an adult how to be an adult and it's not my child, that's an automatic no for me. You got to go. If I have to at my age, teach someone 35 years old or older to respect my boundaries. I got to teach you to respect any damn thing. You got to go. It's an automatic no for me. I really don't have the patience that I used to have. And I used to be very understanding to just human ways. Why people do the things that they do. Talk to them. Be understanding. I don't have the patience for that shit now. Zero. I'm at a place where I want to be comfortable. <clears throat> that includes traveling. If I'm not comfortable on the plane, in the hotel, whatever, the marquee, whatever, I'm not doing it. If my clothing and my shoes is not comfortable, I don't want it. I'm too old to be around people that I know damn well. I don't like you. I don't respect you. And I don't trust you.
So I'm not going to sit and, and fake smile knowing that I feel that way. I'm at a place where I'm not explaining myself to no adult. You know what the fuck you did. You know that if I would have done it to you, you would have had a problem with it. I'm not even bothering unless I like the person. Then I'm going to say something and you got one shot. After that, it's an automatic no for me. You're going on a block list. I don't have the patience. But from the very beginning, if I'm, if I'm neither hot nor cold about a person and they're doing something that they know they wouldn't like, if it was done to them, it's an automatic no for me. You got to go. If I see that a person, when they do it, it's okay. But when I do it, it's a problem. You still in high school at your big grown freaking age. And it's an automatic no for me. I got to go. I can't handle childish adults that have the temperament, the emotional temperament of a five-year-old. I'm not interested in wasting my time with anyone. I don't even want any new friends. I'm good. I love being an introvert. If I meet somebody and we vibe, they got to be on my level spiritually or higher than that. If you vibrating lower than I am, if I got to teach you basic shit about spirituality and your ass is 35 years old or over, I got to go. It's a hard no for me. You're not going to pull me down. You're not going to keep me um, going in circles. You're, you're not going to hinder me. You're not going to block my blessings. Uh, none of that. If you want to be like the Israelites and circle around for 40 you know, years just doing the same thing over and over again, that's your business. You're not going to pull me into that shit. I don't have the patience. If I want to waste my time, I'm going to waste my time on my time. If I want to sit in my bed and rub my feet together and waste my time, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. But I'm not going to be interacting with grown-ass people and wasting my time. What are we doing here? What are you doing in my face, matter of a fact. What are you here for? What do you want? Because I really don't have time. No, it's not that I don't have time. Let me take that back. I don't have the patience. I don't. If somebody don't have as much money as I do or more, I, I, it's a hard no for me. Sorry. It's a hard no. Because I notice with certain types of people, they 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 play like poor people sports. You understand what I'm saying? The power struggle, the ego tripping, the, the secret competition, all that dumb shit. That's because they broke. 
the annual salary is twenty four to twenty six thousand a year, and so they play poor people sports. They don't have anything to lose. You're just going along with life just to be going along. You have no no dreams, no goals, no ambitions, nothing. I don't have the patience for it. I don't. Old girl is a casualty to war. Automatic block after that one. Don't care how minuscule it is, it's the bigger picture that I'm going to have an issue with. Because you're sitting there, you get to talk to me personally. You get to hang out with me. You get to come to my house. You get to learn how to pray the way that I do. You get prophetic words from me uh, that you don't even get from your own past at the church that you go to. Like I done taught you all sorts of things. And you didn't grow up. You had no personal development. I can imagine what her husband thinks about her. Because how a man feel about a woman is completely different from what a man thinks about a woman. I can only imagine. It's a no boo boo. You going on a block list. Mm-mm. Welcome to the Caribbean Astrologer Podcast. Don't forget to press the follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. You can also follow me on YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok. And my blog at the T-H-E Caribbean Astrologer. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, I have been seeing two things and this just keeps sitting in my spirit. These people that are... It has something to do with their birth certificate, social security card, the straw man, and accessing money through some website. And I'm thinking, it's in my spirit. This is going to backfire. This is going to backfire. When you don't pay Caesar his taxes, Caesar has a problem. And I'm pretty sure some law will be amended, or a couple of laws will be amended to go after these people because they hadn't paid Caesar his taxes. I would suggest you think twice about that if you are one of these people. Uh, Keep a mental note. Um, Don't be labeled as a threat 
to homeland. Don't put an unnecessary target on yourself. Don't bring unnecessary attention to yourself. That's one thing. The second thing is I'm seeing indigenous people doing whatever it is that they're doing and taking back their ancestors' land. I love to see that because it was stolen from indigenous people to begin with. And these people have been living on the land of indigenous uh, people that they stole for three, four, five, and six generations, just passing down the land and the property uh, that was stolen. And so the indigenous people is taking back the land of their ancestors and putting people out. I love to see the ambition, but I don't love to see people homeless. At the same time, these people put and stole, they put out the the ancestors from their own land that they purchased and stole it from them and put them out and made them homeless. Won't the Bible say something about eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth? It's reparations. Not that it's right to make somebody homeless, um, but that's on either end of the spectrum. But there's something in my spirit that says this is... This might backfire. For in this particular situation, I'm going to pray for the indigenous people. Because they should have their land of their ancestors. The ancestors paid a price to have it. Whether it was a dollar or it was $5 or $15, blood, sweat, and tears and death acquired that land. Don't I say something in the Bible about go in and plunder them and take everything and leave nothing left behind. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. We are in some very interesting times. Very interesting times. And I have it in my mind that the sixth seal that the Bible was talking about in the book of Revelation had been opened. Which means that we are officially living out the last days. I'm going to go back into the book of Revelations and do some studying in it. And I need to ask Yahweh 
some questions about this here tribulation and the coming Messiah. I watched two videos on YouTube and it was quite telling. I don't know who thought of it, who put it together. It was quite genius. And you know how in Beyonce's videos, she's good for, you know, a little Easter egg. She leave little clues, but that's a lot of them. And um, the weekend's um, performance, I think it was a concert, um, right on stage, he had the word Satan on stage. S-A-T-A-N. Going a little too fucking far. Then I saw a clip with him walking down a hallway and holding the cross upside down. That's demonic. I used to watch those those movies about, um, you know, possessions and exorcisms and all that stuff. And that was one thing them damn demons did, turned the cross upside down. I don't know how anybody is paying for these people's concerts or even music. I don't even listen to them. Mm-mm. There's a lot of them I don't listen to their music. Now, if it just so happened to come on Hot 97, I mean, I don't have a choice. But my playlist... Don't have that. I want to talk a little bit about cryptocurrency. Because I've been reading some articles and doing some introspection about it. And going over some things in my mind. And it seems to me that they want to squeeze people out. When I say they, I mean wealthy people. Banks. They want to squeeze people out. And so I suggested that people get, whether it's a cold storage wallet or a hot wallet, get something and get your stuff off of the exchanges. At least some. I know for me, some of mine's. What I hold near and dear to me is not on no exchange. The ones that I'm like, eh. It's on the exchange. But I personally have a cold wallet and a hot wallet. So I'm reading articles, you know, we got the whole XRP situation going on with the SEC, and it's been happening for a long time. And I'm looking at Biden, um... It's called Biden Bucks. You can Google it, B-U-C-K-S, where it's talking about, you know, cryptocurrency and the regulations and blockchains and how all banks must make the switch by 2025. Um, And I believe that is the year that 
Uranus goes into Gemini. I do have it written down when I go over Uranus and Gemini. That's also the time when, well, it could be 2024, where Biden says all cars must be electric. Not everybody wants an electric car. I've been thinking about smart cities. Not everybody wants to be in a smart city. But it's real interesting how they just push people's back up against the wall and say, this is what it is. You have no choice. When you back a a cat up into a wall, what do you think happens? How do you just take people's choice away from them? You don't even give them the opportunity to decide for themselves what it is that they want to do. You're not going to say, here's option A, B, and C. You're just going to say, this is what it is, and this is what you're going to do, and you're going to like it. You don't have any other choice. That's narcissistic to me. If God created us and gave us free will, why do you think it's okay for you to take people's choice away from them? That's like when you go and you're dating somebody and you ask them a couple of questions, and they're emotionally dishonest. And then you discover later on down the line that they was emotionally dishonest, which is lying, right? When you say, well, I asked you, and this is what your response was. Like, you took my choice away from me. You didn't allow me to decide for myself and make an informed decision on whether I want to be involved or not. You was just being selfish and thinking about yourself, what you can get and how you can get it. And really, it was by any means necessary, which is why you were emotionally dishonest. America's doing the same thing to civilians. They're being emotionally dishonest and taking people's choices away from them. That's going to lead to frustration. A lot of frustration and anger. And there's going to come a time where that bottled up, pinned up anger and frustration is going to come out. And who do you think that people are going to go to? Who do you think they're going to hold accountable for their bottled up, pinned up frustration and anger? You create the atmosphere with the decisions that you're making selfishly. Don't cry victim. Don't play like a victim. Nobody likes a victim. Nobody likes a person that plays victim. You you, you just don't take no accountability for the decisions that you've made. And and you think that that's okay? No, it's not, America. It's not. So we got the whole situation with the XRP and the SEC. And, and I was thinking about it. And I said, you know something? I remember the dot-com bubble. I remember that. 
I remember when they said the year 2000 was going to come and the world was going to end and everybody was hoping that their debt would be wiped clean, like their student loans, mortgage payments, car notes, all that stuff. They was hoping that it would because they said, oh, the computer can't go past the year 2000. The world is going to end. All the lights are going to be out. And that, that's what they were saying. But that wasn't it. It was the dot-com bubble. Our world was changing. Computers changed the way that we live. Now people can't do anything without Wi-Fi. Everybody has a computer or a laptop or iPad or a cell phone. So during a dot-com bubble, there were some companies that was that I can remember off the top of my head that were in court with the SEC. Amazon, Prime, Priceline, and eBay. I remember that. It was long and dragged out. And the SEC ended up settling with these companies, if I remember correctly, which meant that the SEC paid them. It was millions and millions of dollars. Right? Now we have this technology shift happening, much like the dot-com bubble, how it had just revolutionized the world. Um, so technology is it's going to revolutionize the world, but it's not for the better. And if they tell you it's for the better, it's convenient and make life easier and simple and this and that and that and this, they're, they're lying. Remember, Neptune lies. They're lying. UBI is better. The chip in your hand is better. You got your smart city with everything there. It's better. It'll save you on time. It's for the uh, 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 climate. The emissions and the climate. More people walking in the 15-minute city. It's good for the environment. Meanwhile, they don't build them 15-minute cities on a, on a land that those um, uh, uh, trains had, quote-unquote, derailed and spilled stuff, carcinogens and stuff on the land. But it's better, right? Don't listen to them. Don't believe them. So we have this situation going up. Remember Kraken? I remember Kraken had a situation going on with the SEC and Kraken won. That was an exchange. I remember Coinbase 
in 2020 was going through a lot with the SEC. It seemed like every time I turned around, I was reading an article about something going on with Coinbase and the SEC, and Coinbase had won. Coinbase is one of those exchanges that are here to stay. So we got the XRP that's in court with SEC right on a cusp of a technological shift, much like the shift that came from the dot-com bubble. And with the dot-com bubble was a stock market crash. It was a crash. And then when stocks rose, people made a whole lot of money. Don't be surprised if XRP wins this settlement. You can also go back and listen to the podcast I did when I went over XRP's transiting natal chart. Don't be surprised if they win. Got a couple of more days before they go back to court. The next court date is in March. And March is here in another day or two. And with this, expect the markets to crash. Stock and cryptocurrency. Don't be surprised if you get locked out where they won't let anybody buy or sell. So, my advice, not financial advice, is that you get what you can because once it crash and you might be locked out, you might, you won't be able to buy at that low price. And then once it goes up, it's going to shoot up. And then it's going to be too expensive for you to buy. Now, oftentimes I get from people, how much money should I put in? Which one should I get? When should I sell? That's for you to decide. You have to put a plan in action for yourself and what's good for you and your family, and your household. You do your own reading and your own researching. And what I will do is a separate podcast, about 10, 15 minutes long, telling you where to go to do the research. Because there's still people that are new is trying to figure everything out. I will tell you now, go on Amazon and get that book called um, Bitcoin for Beginners. Start right there. Start right there. When I do my next podcast, have your notepad ready to take notes for my suggestions 
And it's not the end all be all. If your spiritual team tell you to look here or look there or read this or read that, you listen to them. I don't tell anybody what to buy. I don't tell anybody when to sell. You decide that for yourself. Never let anybody tell you when to sell. Like I stated in the XRP podcast, this man had a whole lot of um, Sheba tokens. And they listened to somebody say, Oh, it's crap. It's a meme coin. You need to sell it and get rid of it. And the person sold it. And the next thing he knew, it has shot up. And he missed out on, oh my God, was it $21 million or $71 million? Something like that. It was a couple of million that, hell, missing out on a million dollars hurt my feelings. Because I remember when... God told me to get some Dogecoin. And that was right around the time where the $1,500 stimulus that came out. And I didn't think that through at all. At all. So I put a little bit of money in it from the stimmy. And maybe two weeks later, that thing shot up. I was hitting my own self in the foot. Because I said to myself, had I had been thinking this is God talking to me about Doge? I would have put that whole $1,500 in and I would have woke up a millionaire. Two weeks later, I was hitting my own self in the foot. So for this man to miss out on a couple of million dollars because somebody told him to sell, I know he kicking himself in the behind. Or the guy that had um, Bitcoin in his computer... And he thought it was trash, so he threw the whole computer out. Then went to the uh, landfill to try to find the computer to get the Bitcoin out of it. He was kicking himself in the behind, too, because he missed out on millions of dollars. Hell, I wish I would have bought Bitcoin when people was telling me about it. They was making it seem like it was a toy, not that it's an excuse, because I should have... I had computer. I had access to, you know, Wi-Fi and the Internet and stuff. I should have looked it up myself, but I didn't. I asked a couple of questions to people that was telling me about it but didn't know nothing about cryptocurrency. It wasn't until I sat and read different things and purchased different books and listened to different people that I have my own understanding of what exactly is cryptocurrency and how is it going to benefit me. My own fault. So never let anybody tell you when to sell anything. You make that decision for yourself. How much money to put in, again, That's something for you to decide. I always say pay your bills first. And now that we are in the type of of timeline that we're in, um, I'm going to tell you keep some cash on hand. 
and whatever it is that you got left over to invest in, that's just what it is. Don't stress yourself out and make yourself cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over it. Because God will make it work. He will make it work. There's one cryptocurrency that I have. I think I put $40 in it. And I have a couple of billion for that $40. The point is I got in at a place that's so low that I, excuse me, I really don't need to get any more. If it goes up to, let's just say four zeros, where, right where Sheba is at, four zeros after the decimal point, I'm a rich bitch. I'm one rich bitch. Then there's another that I had to dollar cost average in because of where the price point is at. So I've been able to do it for a little while, a little minute, a little minute, (laughs) just a little minute. And I decided since it's the price point is where it's at, I decided, okay, this is how much I want to have here, and this is how much I want to have there. So you decide for yourself, do you want 100 tokens? Do you want 500 tokens? Is your goal 1,200 tokens? And that's going to be contingent upon can you afford it and exactly how low is that how much is it going to cost you to have 250 of those tokens let's just say you have your goal is 250 tokens and you you get in at a low price point And that token hits Bitcoin numbers. Are you going to be mad at that? No. Let's just say your 250 tokens turn into $1,000 per token. Are you going to be mad at that? No. So you, you decide for yourself what you can afford how many tokens you want, and that's what you work with. If you can't afford to buy the whole 250 tokens, do not stress yourself out. I know with me, when I first got into it, y'all know what I was putting in? $5 here, $10 there. If I had, you know, let's say I have $40 play money left over from whatever. Maybe, you know, I was, I have a budget for manicure, pedicure, eyebrows, wash my hair, cut my hair, you know, and I managed to save $40 from off of that budget. I'll hold on to $20 and I'll take that $20 and split it up between the tokens that I have. That's what I did. 
you can do the same thing. There's some of them that if you so much as just have five, there's some tokens that just five. Now imagine that thing goes to 20,000 and all you got is five. That's that's all you can afford to get. Let's just say it's $25 each. Your budget is $125 for this token, right? And that thing goes to $20,000 per token and you got five. Are you going to be mad at that $100,000? No. Not at all. But you got what it was that you can afford comfortably. Now, what if you would have got five Bitcoins and that thing reached $68,000? Would you be mad at that? No. Get what you can afford. When it's at a low, low, super low price point, your dollar, your one dollar will go a long way. But if you get something that's $25, you're going to have to, you know, think that through. How many tokens do you want to get at $25 each? Is it a good cryptocurrency to get into? Don't ask other people shit. Unless they hear from God and they got a good track record where the things that they're saying, you know, kind of pass. Then, okay. Don't let nobody tell you what to buy. Pray on it. You find something, you pray on it. See if you have a dream about it or you get a download about it or your ancestors start talking to you about it, whatever it is. I remember one time I had this dream, and in the dream, I saw a symbol, and I said the name of what I was seeing, and when I woke up, I thought, I wonder, I wonder, so I googled it, and sure enough, this cryptocurrency had came up. Moral of the story, pray on it. Pray on it. So, don't let these people, the higher-ups, the wealthy people, scare you out of the market. Yes, it's going to crash. Yes, you may see your wallet say zero dollars and zero cents. But you will always have the amount of crypto that you paid for. So, if you got five, you know... Money tokens, we're just making up a name, uh, and and a market crash, you'll still have those five tokens, even though your wallet says zero dollars and zero cents. Don't panic, don't panic, sell. You lose when you sell. Don't panic. It will go back up, and when it goes back up, it will shoot up. The only question is, how long will you have to hold on to it? You may only have to hold on to it for 30 days. You may only have to, or you may have to hold on to it for two years. You don't know. 
Leave it right where it's at. You got time. Don't stress yourself. Don't panic. Don't have no anxiety attack. Don't go into no depression. Don't do any of those things. Because when it go up, you're going to be very happy. Okay? There was, and I forget what this man's name is, because they all look the same to me once they get old. A wealthy man, okay? He was saying that cryptocurrency is a sham, and he was saying nobody gets into cryptocurrency. That's not real, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm listening to him, and I'm listening to the specific words that he's using, and it sounded like he was shaming people for believing in cryptocurrency and even having any cryptocurrency. And I said, ain't that a bitch? Because I did see that in America's Transiting Chart, when the shit hit the fan, mm-hmm, and we're going to have economists come out and, and the media and all these other people coming out. And the words that they're going to be using is, is, is going to be fear-mongering and is going to be shaming people. Don't buy into any of that. It's a smoke screen. They're blowing smoke in your eyes. Don't buy into any of that. So while this rich, wealthy man was sitting there talking about cryptocurrency as a sham and a fraud, this is the same man that I read that article to y'all. Well, I told you about the article where he had purchased uh, shares in an overseas bank, millions of dollars in shares in an overseas bank that has a patent for cryptocurrency. See, he didn't buy the cryptocurrency himself. He purchased the, the platform that is is uh, patenting, uh, you know, their cryptocurrency or housing cryptocurrency. He knew something was, uh, there's a lot of worth and value in cryptocurrency. That's why he did what he did. So while he's sitting there doing a video shaming people about cryptocurrency, listen, you got to watch what they do and don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do, but don't listen to what they say. He's sitting there gaslighting people and lying and not even mentioning that he has millions of dollars in shares with this overseas bank. Not even mentioning it. I said, well, I'll be a moose's knuckle. <laughs> Let's get into it, y'all. <laughs> oh, before I do, listen. Because we've been talking about stockpiling, right? Um, and I get this question. What should I get? Where should I start? I don't know what to do. So here's some things that I've written down that I've done and some other things that I'm going to begin to get. So here's what I got. Now, remember I said I purchased things, I put it in a deep freezer, and I noticed that within a year it gets freezer burned. So I had to change up my strategy a bit. So I've been pulling that stuff to the front and putting things, you know, at the bottom and utilizing, 
you know, what's at the top. Uh, kind of, because some of that freezer burn, I'm like, yeah, no. Just have to be tossed. So you want to get yourself fruit in a can. Fruit in a can. You want to get vegetables in a can. Um, whether it's asparagus, they got asparagus in a can, they got um, artichokes. I saw um, beets in the can. So all sorts of vegetables you want to get in a can. Also your sauces, like um, tomato sauce and anything else, you want to get that. You want to get yourself some rice. Now you got to keep that rice in a cool place because that will turn into something else that you don't want it to turn into. Uh, so your cool place would be like the drawer in your refrigerator. So you want to get yourself some rice. You want to get yourself some pasta. Plenty of pasta. Get yourself some evaporated milk. Remember I told y'all, but I'll say it again. Um, you can get a container um, and pour the evaporated milk in there. Fill it up with water twice. Pour that water into that evaporated milk and you've got yourself some milk. Okay? So if you have children and they eat cereal, oatmeal, this kind of thing, or you're cooking something and you need, you know, milk, you have the evaporated milk. You can get yourself beans in a bag. Now, everybody should know that you have to soak your beans in warm water overnight, okay? They have chicken in the can, tuna fish in a can, and ham in the can. Now, the chicken I have recently purchased, and I actually like it. It's not bad. So, um, I'll be picking up some more of that. We all know tuna um, is, is okay, and the ham is is okay as well. They have salmon in the can. Now look, people be doing the craziest things with some salmon. Uh, I personally wouldn't indulge in the way that I see people prepare it. So let me <laughs> give you my way that I prepare it. Of course, I pull the bone out. I put in one egg. I season it. Uh, and I put in some flour. And I turn it into patties, like a hamburger patty. And you could either fry that on the stovetop, or you can simply just put it in your air fryer. And you have salmon patties. You can make that, excuse me, with rice, or you can make that with potatoes. They have potatoes in the can as well. And it's easy to just, you know, mash those up, turn it into mashed potatoes, and there you have it. You have your salmon, you have your mashed potatoes, and then you got your vegetables. Done. They have sloppy joe in the can. I recently bought some of that. I'm thinking that'll be cool. Your bread, you can freeze bread. For those that did not know, you can put it in your freezer. Um, so I've been buying bread as well, but I've also been bringing what's at the bottom to the top and utilizing that, and the new ones that I get, I put it 
you know, into the freezer. You can freeze your bread. Peanut butter and jelly, that can stay for a while. If push come to shove and you have to eat peanut butter and jelly, then that's just what it is. You won't be hungry. Two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches should be sufficient enough. So get you some peanut butter, get you some jelly, and stockpile on those things. With the pasta, what you can do with that is you got your sauce. You have your tomato sauce that's in the can. Um, you can razzle-dazzle that. If you want to, there's some tomatoes in a can, roasted herb and garlic, and it's by Hunt's, that come in a can. I like that. That's a vegan dinner by itself right there. Completely by itself. You can also, if you get the bow tie pastas, you can turn that into like a Mediterranean type of salad with like your corn and the string beans, the canned tomatoes, and you can make yourself a dressing with olive oil and mustard and a little salt and pepper. And you shake that on up. Don't knock it till you try it. You'll, you'll like it. Um, and you can toss that right on over your pasta salad. Chickpeas could go in your, um, like your Mediterranean pasta. You could throw a can of that tuna fish on in there as well. Or the can of that chicken on in there as well. So you got your chickpeas and your corn, and maybe some black beans that you could toss in there, your diced tomatoes, and your dressing, your homemade dressing, you're good to go. It's a meal. It's a meal. So, that you can, you know, you can do with that. And you can use your rice with your sloppy joe. They also have, and I bought a couple of boxes of these from out of Family Dollar for like a dollar forty nine or something like that. Um, Simply Pasta. I tried two different kinds of them, and I like them. So those are something that you can get. Go to your, you know, Family Dollar, your Dollar Store, your Dollar General, your Dollar Tree. And see what they have in there as non-perishables. And just think about things that you can kind of put together. Just, you know, a meal on a dime kind of thing. All right, so that's that. Okay. So let us get into this. Let us get into this. Um... I think I mentioned this before. I mentioned it. I mentioned it again. In May of 2023, I saw in America's transiting chart um, Biden delivering a message 
um, I saw riots and rebellion and enemies and fighting, um, the stock market crashing, um, a depression, a devastating disruption to the economy and societal stability. And I saw that again in May of 2023, and this disruption is going to last until May of 2024. Okay. I have warning written down here. Um, I got some aspects written down. Excuse me, some degrees and all this stuff. So I'm just going over it. Um, so pardon me as I pause. I have warning here where our economy is going to go from normal to below normal, which is the warning. Um, everything is slowing down now, which is where it goes to below normal. Okay. All right. Be mindful of the agitators on social media. Press that block button. Um, don't be emotionally triggered. Practice emotional self-control. Take hold of fear. Um, um, don't let it get to you. If you have to turn the TV off or stay off of social media so you don't be in fear, then do just that. Do not let fear cripple you. Because what we're going to experience, it really is shitty, y'all. It is. But we're, we're the chosen ones of God. And God will take care of us. We do have to do our part, which is preparing. Um, but God will take care of us. He'll take care of us. Pluto in Aquarius. I wanted to finish that up. Pluto and Aquarius, you baby boomers. The baby boomers got to pass the torch. That's the first thing. Got to let go of control and pass the torch. Um, the, the baby boomers are going to experience a significant financial shift. Now, I did read something. Where did I write it at? I did read something. Um... I think it was $87 trillion that had been taken from baby boomers, their 401k, and retirement fund. $87 trillion. Did I write it here? Hmm. Trillion. I wrote it somewhere, y'all. Trillion dollars. And the baby boomers won't be getting it back. Um, they will be told, oh, here it is, 80 trillion that the Gov took from the baby boomers in their pensions and retirement funds, and they won't be getting it back. And what the Gov is going to do is say, here is UBI, universal basic income, because they don't want too much of an uproar from people. It's the craziest thing. 
their loss, the baby boomers' loss, is going to be everybody else's gain. While the banks and, and whoever else is taking money from baby boomers, they're preparing to pay people out for the wealth transfer because they know that it's going to come. They know that there's a wealth transfer on its way. So that $80 trillion that they're hiding is going to go to those who was prepared. The baby boomers. It's going to get some interesting news in March. The baby boomers are the eras of... Um, that was the age of narcissism, selfishness, and, and baby boomers having children that they did not actively want. And so with the changing of the planets between Pluto in Aquarius and Saturn in Pisces, um, the chicken has come home to roost. And they're going to be going through a healing process where they have to acknowledge that they've made decisions that got them into the place that they're in, and they no longer have an a, a scapegoat. So they're going to have to take accountability. Right now, the way that I see it in the natal chart is that they're avoiding their healing process, and they're avoiding making different decisions. They're avoiding accepting accountability, but they're having flashbacks about the, dis the wrong decisions that they made, um, but they're not taking any accountability for it. They're, they're blaming something else or someone else um, for the bad decisions that they made for themselves. However, with the pro progression of these planets, Again, they won't have their scapegoats. The people that they use, which is typically the children that they did not actively want, the people that they use as a scapegoat will no longer be there. Baby boomers are going to have a hard, hard healing process. The, the chicken has come home to roost. Their karma is going to bite them in their ass. They are going to get a piece of humble pie and it's going it's going to start with them being hit financially. There's nothing nothing like uh, uh you know a little financial uh circumstances and situations that'll humble somebody. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to reiterate Russia and China being against the USA. They're going to come together and team up on the USA. You know, when I wrote the USA, I thought, you know, nobody's writing the A part anymore. They're just putting the U.S. Why are they not putting the USA? Why did they take the A off?
um, don't let your friends, a family member, a stranger, or media shame you. I have went over that. From May to November of this year, we will have significant, significant events happening. Very, very significant. The East Coast um, will... Oh, I'm supposed to look for another word for this. The East Coast will experience it, a, a shakeup. I'm going to say that. And the shakeup is going to be from within. It's a false flag to usher in the New World Order. I don't, I just, I just never thought that I would live to see this time. Like we're really living through the opening of the sixth seal that the Bible was talking about. And I could see it in the natal chart. I could see it. Um, you're on the East Coast. Remember in the previous podcast, not the previous, but the one where I talked about Pluto and Aquarius. And I talked about there was going to be places that are, you know, I'm going to go kablooey, cabal, crash. They were paid to do that by the gov to put people in a place of fear and panic. And they're going to keep pushing it. Every time we turn around, fear, 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 fear. Shame, 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 shame. Fear, shame. Fear, shame, fear, shame. It's all smoke and mirrors to a degree. They're just blowing smoke in your eyes. Because they want to change the laws. They want to amend them. And... There's one in particular, that Second Amendment, um, that will be changed by executive order. And don't underestimate the First Amendment being changed by executive order either. This is May of 2023 to November of 2023. I'm write something for May. Yeah, in May... Because I talked about the president making a, um, delivering a, a, a message in May of 2023. So, yeah. Um, I talked about the coffee shops and small places, gyms and, you know, things like that. Um, try not to be in those places. I talk about packages, FedEx and DHL and so forth and so on. Um, Try not to have any packages delivered to your home so that you're not unnerved by it. Um, Yeah, just try not to have anything delivered. Um, We're going to see drafts happening for the war, civil war in the U.S., 
um, significant um, events in New York, we're going to see two different religions fighting or at war with each other. And to me, it looks like something going on with Jewish people and another religion. So we're we're not talking about ethnicity. See, I'm talking about religion. And I'm thinking it's the Muslims. Now, I'm not sure because I don't know what planet would symbolize Muslims, but I know what planet symbolizes the Jewish religion. So we're going to see these two religions fighting or at war. We're going to see a fight or a war about water. It's going to be over water and gas. We're going to see things from the ocean washing up on shore. Things that come from afar and from deep below just coming up and things that we thought were a myth or it was known to be a mythical creature. At least that's what uh, society had been taught, that these mythical creatures don't exist. It's folklore. It's Greek mythology. Well, people are going to catch that stuff and put it on social media where it will go viral and we're going to see that it's really not a mythical creature. Gosh, this is wild, yo. Stock market crash is planned. It's planned. It is planned. Technology that will be monitoring people. I saw DNA merging. Um, this was a little interesting. And I was looking at it a bit sideways. Remember in the Bible when they talked about the, the giants or the Nephilims having uh, intimacy with the humans and they created giants? This is the type of DNA merging that I'm seeing in the transiting chart. I'm seeing green cities, and what I mean by green cities is cities that they say it's good for the environment, it's good for the ozone layer. It's really just to monitor people, their comings and goings, what they're doing, what they're buying, their capacity of thinking, their needs, their wants their beliefs, their patterns. It's just monitoring. Uh, The spiritual war in uh, Neptune and Aries somehow ties into the religious fight or the religious war between the Jews and I'm thinking 
the Muslim. Excuse me. I'm thinking the Muslims. I'm not sure. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, the spiritual war of Neptune and Aries ties into the religious fight or war. Epidemics that will be coming up. We have one now with Marburg. We have another coming up with something about a bird. Uh, last I knew, Florida had 26 diseases going around. Uh, epidemics that attacks the brain, the lungs, and the heart. The brain, the lungs, and the heart. Epidemics that attack the brains, the lungs, and the heart. I saw ancestral support and angelic assistance in the transiting chart. I see some major company, CIA, FBI, exposed whatever it was that they've hidden. God is pulling that to the forefront. Whatever it was that they've hidden. This thing that's going on with the Jews and the other religion, the point of that is for the New World Order to have one religion. I believe in Abu Dhabi, they built a temple, a mosque, and a church as one building, um, but it's one religion. We're headed toward that, y'all. This is the, the, the beginning of it. So those are my notes where I put in a nutshell for Pluto in Aquarius, Saturn in Pisces, Neptune in Aries, and Uranus in Gemini. Now let's go through what I have for Saturn in Pisces. I did not delve too deeply into this, again, because I didn't want any knots in my stomach the way that I had knots in my stomach when I was looking at the transiting chart for Pluto in Aquarius. And I ate all my dang Oreo cookies. <laughs> Saturn and Pisces, for some people, their dreams will come true. For other people, they'll have three years of depression. Now, this is going to be contingent upon where that falls at in your natal chart. Again, if that Saturn is in the 12th house or even the 6th house, this is, this is an indicator to get a therapist. We're also going to see more states allowing patients to tell their doctor they want to end it all, and the doctor can legally unalive them by injection. 
So we're going to see more people saying, I can't take this world. This is too much. I need to go. And they will go. Their insurance will cover it. And the doctor will do what he, what he do. And the person will unalive themselves. Another thing with Pluto and Aquarius, just really quick, the earth is going to purge people from off of it. Just an FYI. I did go over that quite a few times in previous podcasts, but let's get back into the Saturn and Pisces. Um, for some people, you're going to experience a, a career change or a change in status. So be on the lookout for that, depending on, again, where that Saturn is going to fall at in your natal chart. We're going to see... Um, People having, especially older people, are going to be seeing more reports of um, them having ailments, problems with their bones, their skin, their teeth, and their knees. That's Saturn, right? Saturn, uh, it does that stiffness in the joints and arthritis and osteoarthritis and this kind of thing going on. There will be skin diseases as well, because we are dealing with um, Saturn being skin and then Pisces being poisons. And I did um, mention that there is a attack on the human brain, lungs, and the heart. Okay? So be mindful of skin diseases, like the monkeypox, right? Um, what's been coming up in my spirit, too, is something called a Balboa disease. I didn't even Google it. I should have. I don't know what that is. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. But if you don't know, you can kind of Google it and see what that is. When I end this podcast, I'm definitely going to Google it and see what is a Balboa disease. I, I, I do feel in my spirit that has something to do with skin. Okay. Saturn in Pisces is going to bring in karma, restrictions, and limitations. There's going to be things coming up with agriculture. We're going to see people avoiding reality. There is going to be an increase in photographers and in holistic health businesses and practitioners. We're also going to see an increase in herbalists. All entrepreneurs, photographers, holistic health, and herbalists. Um, the rise of the underdog, which I totally love. This is The underdog was the one that was, that's the black sheep of the family. That's the one that was left with the charge of breaking all of the generational curses in the family, and nobody said thank you, and they more than likely didn't even notice. So, with the rise of the underdog, um, the underdog's karma is going to be positive with Saturn and Pisces. Um, yeah, the dreams will be coming true. So if the underdog, you know, says, yeah, you can't come stay on my land and in my house, I mean, the underdog wouldn't be wrong. Um I see people in, in a transiting chart, we're still in Saturn and Pisces, people 
losing property to flooding. Housing and buildings will be lost due to flooding, as in the ocean flooding. Um, there will be an uh, unemployment crisis. Um, people will be realistic. There's some people maturing. There's some people that will be uh, rewarded. They earned it, whatever that looks like for the person. Um, it is along the lines of success and wealth and blessings and a new home. Um, the, the thing that these people need to do, those who will be rewarded, especially the underdogs, is create boundaries and tell people no. Pisces, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, Sun, Moon, and Rising. You're going to have a challenging time. Cancer and Scorpio, Sun, Moon, and Rising. You're going to be rewarded. Taurus and Capricorn, Sun, Moon, and Rising. You're going to have opportunities. Neptune and Aries. I talked about the spiritual warfare and the civil warfare. Fear, confusion, secret sorrows, um, blind spots. You'll learn about your blind spots and how to close where you are open. There will be hidden enemies that will be exposed and some things coming up with the submarines. Again, we're going with the NATO and the FBI and the CIA and that whole thing, Secret Service, that whole thing coming out, um, whatever that may be. Um, people being incarcerated for white-collar crimes. Um, Neptune and Aries begins 2025. Leo and Sagittarius, Sun, Moon, and Rising will experience a spiritual awakening and activation up until 2038, if the Earth is still here. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh at that. Not trying to laugh at that. Issues with water and agriculture, homes, security and mining. Yeah. That's what Neptune is, but we also had the same thing um, previously. Archangels, ancestors, prophets, they'll be removing the veil and blind spots from people and exposing what's hidden. Um, they're going to be against fears, unbelief, idealisms to reality. And we went through this before. Be mindful of to get rest and change your diet, modern, moderate exercise. If you have anemia, get you some iron, inflammation, and fungus, and mucus, feet and toes. I told you to get yourself some a fresh ginger root, or you can get you a ginger tea. Neptune and Aries, we're going to see changes in politics, medicine, and science. Science will prove the supernatural exists. 
Revolutionaries will change ideals about history, wars for the ideals of equality. Here's where I saw Kamala coming at, um, taking over and changing amendments by executive order. Pay attention to your hunches about the future, especially if it's telling you to leave the USA. Do just that. Emerging new medicines and science and all these type of things we're going to see. During that time of Neptune and Aries, people will not be working together to build societies the way that they should be working together to develop their own societies. Listen to your dreams. They have messages in them. Um, when you do whatever it is that you do for cleansing and protection, use water, whether that's a, a bath or you're taking a swim in the ocean. Okay, be mindful of people doing seances and witchcraft. Protect yourself and cover your head. Uranus in Gemini, April of 2026. We're going to see a lot of changes and unexplained events. Um, people are going to be learning foreign or other languages. People are going to be pushed to move or relocate to someplace different, whether that's your ancestors or God, or you just have a feeling. You can't explain it. It's just coming from your inner man, you know, just within you. You don't know. It could be the universe. You don't know. You can't explain it. But something's going to push you to move and relocate to someplace different. Do it. Do it. The Uranus and Taurus ends with a wealth transfer, but World War Three begins, but it's already here. Changes in transportation, technology, and neighborhoods due to migration, more smart cities. We're going to see the formation of groups that network with each other. And I saw this as people bartering with each other. Um, People will want freedom and independence opportunities. And they're going to rebel to have that. That's going to lead to revolutions. This is going to to be sudden events. Um, We're also going to have some experiences with radiology. Yeah. That's interesting. A rise in homosexuality. We're going to see computer crashes and accidents and losses. We're also going to see windfalls of money and surprises. And people are going to have love at first sight experiences. Um, Future-oriented events. Uh, will be uh, like um, sudden flashes and images or thoughts. It'll just come to you like a download. Um, You'll see these future events. This is to indicate to you, if you're still holding on, it's to indicate to you that the old ways are gone. The old ways of, of living, the old ways of your reality in the world that you knew are gone. 
um, you'll have a knowing of things. Um, people are going to have moments of enlightenment. There'll be things coming up with labor unions where they'll be um, doing some revolutionary things and pushing back at what they're experiencing. We're going to see a rise in astrologers. We're also going to see a rise in artificial intelligence. And we're also going to see an increase in tornadoes. Uranus in Gemini liberates people mentally. We're going to see some changes in science, technology, metaphysics, and universal education. I'm really interested in seeing how this is going to pan out when it comes to, excuse me, metaphysics. Um, airborne epidemics concerning the lungs and nervous system. It's that mucus. Do you need your ginger? It's that mucus. We're going to see humanitarian movements, changes with electricity. People are going to be coming into psychic abilities, and more people are going to learn foreign languages. And lastly, concerning Uranus and Gemini, is I read an article that Biden said, all banks must be on board with cryptocurrency by 2025. They are doing away with fiat or money. Our dollars are worthless. People are still taking it. We can still spend it. But our dollars are worthless. Now, as time goes on, of course, I will be delving more into, you know, the transiting chart. But for now, I just wanted to skim the surface of what I saw. I didn't want to delve too deep. We're going to have some eclipses this year. And I wrote something down. I believe it was the new moon. The blood moon eclipse. Uh, I'll find it. But there's something coming up in a chart concerning that. Either the new moon or the full moon. Blood moon eclipse. Anyhow, our next moon phase is on February, um, I'm sorry, March 20th. So I'm definitely going to be doing a podcast about that. Um. We're going to have the North Node changing signs. And we're also going to have Jupiter changing signs. So I'm going to do a podcast about that as well. So stay tuned for what is coming concerning our moon phase, March 20th. Um, some eclipse dates. And the nodes and Jupiter changing signs I think I'll keep that surface I'm going to see how I feel <laughs> alright you guys I thank you for spending so much time with me and I hope that you learned much and gleaned a lot from the information that I gathered from the transiting chart please do not be in fear just be prepared 
put your faith and your love and your hope in God. Know that he will see you through it. He will take care of it. If you may be feeling a little guilty or unsure, you're not, you know, you don't know if you're doing anything right. You don't know if you're on the right track. Just simply go to God and pray and apologize. God is a forgiving God. And there's a scripture that says he will throw your sins, excuse me, into the sea of forgetfulness and never remember them anymore. God is not as mean as pastors would make them seem make him seem they they would make it seem like you, you know you can't approach him or God wants you to come to him that's the number one thing that he wants is a one-on-one relationship with you so that he can talk to you so don't be hard on yourself don't be afraid don't think he he does not forgive you and don't think that he does not hear you he does keep talking to him Again, just apologize, you know, to him for whatever it was that you have done. If he corrects you, you know, you have to hold that because it is God. But after the correction, he'll comfort you. I assure you of that. He'll comfort you. Just don't, you know, make the same mistake. And if you're not going to stop doing something, don't make a vow that you're going to stop doing it like this. That's an agreement. That's a covenant. And if you make a covenant with God and you break it like his hands is tied. So don't say you're going to stop doing something when you know in your heart you're not going to or you're not ready to. Okay. God will God will take you as you are. I'm going to tell you this real quick and then I'm going to go. I remember God telling me, have a little wine for my stomach. And at first I was like, I don't want no wine. I don't want no wine, blah, blah, blah. But then I ended up getting some wine. But then I drank too much of that wine. Y'all, it was so good. I ended up drinking the whole bottle, not even realizing I had drank the whole bottle. I was dancing around and cooking and, you know, singing and The next thing I knew, the whole bottle of wine was gone. And I realized that I was absolutely inebriated. So I went to the altar and I was like, I am so sorry for being this drunk. I am so. Do you know that he didn't take that personally? He didn't chastise me for it. He didn't stop speaking to me for it or anything. He said to me, I understand. And he embraced me. Now, I have gotten inebriated a few times after that. But I just laid down in my bed and went to sleep. <laughs> that why I be so good be forgetting. <laughs> but I don't drink wine every month, though. And I don't get inebriated every month. Sometimes when I drink it, I'll just have a half a glass. And then other times I'll have a whole glass. But a couple of times out of the year, maybe four times out of the year, I'll have some wine. 
but I, I do need to get a new bottle of wine because it's just about that time for me to have a glass of wine. So the point of that story is you'll be hard on yourself, but, you know, God won't be. You may be worried or something like that. You know, don't worry yourself. He wants that relationship from you. And he wants to hear from you. He doesn't want a middleman. You and him. Thank you guys for spending some time with me. Don't forget to follow me on all my platforms. The podcast, the YouTube, the Pinterest, and the blog, and the ticker talker. At the T-H-E Caribbean Astrologer. Until next time, you guys. Shalom.